Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Between a full-time job in IT and a full-time job in podcasting, it gets harder and harder to sit down and read the books I'm interested in. This is where Audible comes in. I can listen on my daily commute, relaxing, or while out running errands and still get in the books I've been wanting to get into. You can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. The app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. Now you can try Audible risk-free with a special 30-day free trial by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash nerdery and murdery. That's audibletrial.com forward slash nerdery and murdery. Don't let your busy life get in the way of that great book you've been wanting to read. Go get your free trial of Audible today. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. This is Jeffrey, and we've talked about many times before that I experience problems and struggles with my mental health. And really, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy does work. It's helped for me. But but what is is therapy exactly? It's it's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships at work or you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's really time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles. And, and it's time to start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And there's a special offer to Nerdery and Murdery listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash nerderyandmurdery. That's betterhelp.com forward slash nerderyandmurdery. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. I swear to God, the next one of you maniacs that says shenanigans, I'll pistol whip them. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the shit on the walls and the cheese sticks? You mean shenanigans? Uh... I'm not really sure why I even do this anymore. an idiot. <laughs> Welcome to episode 16 of Nerdery and Murdery. I'm Zig with your nerdery. I'm Jeffrey with your murdery, and uh, this episode comes out on September 19th. Um, 
today back in our podcast Wayback Machine, where this is where episode four dropped this morning. Ep four. So on the air. Yeah, we've got four. Well, if you include the teaser, we've got a total of five out there right now. Yes. So yes. Pretty cool. Yes. Um, uh, glad to have those out there. Uh, do want to say by now, if you're still with us here at episode 16, please do remember to leave us a review on iTunes. It really, really helps yes. us, uh, helps us, uh, get our site out there to more people mm-hmm. that are, you know, looking for our type of content. So this really does help. So please, 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 yes. please, please. We, we would like to improve over time. Absolutely. Yes. And we, uh, we need feedback to do that. Yeah. Cause you know, we think it's funny, but meh. <laughs> we we thought our own selves funny for years. Yeah, so. well, I mean, you know, we've got a text chain between the three of us, and you guys will never, ever see that. <laughs> ever. I, I wouldn't make that public to save my life. <laughs> no. No, but we all think it's funny. Um, you know, I I wanted to I wanted to talk real quick about you know, we 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 talk about obsessions, and it, and and I know my obsession is typically the true crime side of side of things. But I had to share with you uh, just just some funny because I do have a I do have a level of OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. You no, uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean some some of it's not bad, but some of it is very Sheldon Cooper level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on mine, um, a couple of those that I was going to bring up that I thought was funny is is my keys are one of them. Uh, my keys I put in the exact same place every single time. Oh, you will I'm never the same find way. you will yeah. never find my keys somewhere besides the hook where I put them when I come home. If those keys are moved a foot from their spot, I can't find them. Right on. I can't even find if them. they're right there. E- even if they're right there, um, and that happens with so many other things. So you know, we have the we have the the screens on our patio that can lift, so yeah. we can let the dogs out. Mm-hmm. And I usually keep that remote on the table by the back door. Mm-hmm. Well, the other day, the remote wasn't there. And I looked everywhere. I, I was asking Chelsea, I'm like, where, where the hell is the remote? I can't find it. You know, this drives me crazy. She goes, I know it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know where I put it. And I looked everywhere. I walked around on the patio and I looked and I looked and I looked. It was sitting right out on the patio. Oh, right was it? in plain sight. Yeah. And I just walked past it several times. Your eyes just didn't see it. Because it wasn't in its spot. I'm with you. I'm with you. I have OCD with that. And then the other one. And, and, you know, Chelsea, God love her that she puts up with me. We, um, we ordered Mexican. love you, Chelsea. <laughs> we ordered Mexican food the other night. Right and on. she wanted to get some queso. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, order two cups of queso. And she goes, why? Just order a bowl. No, I can't do that. Get two cups. And she goes, you know, your your lack of being able to share food is really annoying sometimes. I said, Joey doesn't share food. It's not about not being able to share the food. Literally, in my mind, it's the whole thing. You have to take the bowl. You have to pour it in two cups. Yeah. And then it's not going to be even. Yeah, and yeah, then there, yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah, 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 my yeah. mind sees all this. And I don't care if it's more expensive. I have to have it in two cups. Yeah, because you've already run the computations. I have, I've <laughs> already run it in my head. And you know what? And it's funny. Because if you gave me two cups of queso and one was fuller than the other, I don't care. No. I don't care. But they're two separate for each individual person. So, yeah, yeah. I, but I, if you were filling them from the bowl, it, you, you it would, would drive me crazy. Yeah, you, you would be like, oh, this one's a little lower. This it's like an itch inside yeah. my head. Yeah. And, and, and so that's why I said I had to kind of share that. 
I, I do have a few Sheldon level OCD <laughs> things that you know could I, I'm sure just drive. People I think crazy. that's why we get so get along so well. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was going to talk about uh, today was a new podcast that I started listening to this week, and I'm I'm already through the first season. It's uh, pretty oh, wow. short episodes. Um, I don't think they have a single episode that's over an hour, but it's called The Opportunist. Okay. Um, I think they just started season two. I mean, it's like a brand new podcast. Oh, well, I guess. Um, very, pro- but it's very, it's very professionally done. Uh, okay. you know, it's, uh, <laughs> unlike us, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> you know, this is, this is a, a professionally produced in the studio, uh, podcast, but the, the description of it is, uh, how everyday people, turns sinister because of opportunity. Oh. And it's really, really, really good. Um, season one focused on Sherry Schreiner, who was an internet cult leader. Um, and it's, it was that name very, is familiar. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is because so it, it, it was funny. She's the one who said that um, number one, that she was, uh, she was Jesus's sister, so direct daughter of God, and God sent her, mm-hmm. and that the world was going to be taken over by the new world order, mm-hmm. which was full of aliens mm-hmm. and lizard people. Um, She's the sneeple people, the snake people. Yeah, person. And, well, and she has she has the orgone, the the you know the crystals that she she made, uh, the 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 orgone that's supposed to protect you from from all the demons and whatnot. Right on. And uh, uh, it sold at a premium too. I would uh, I would imagine. I think when she sold them, probably because she ended up kind of becoming for a money grab mm-hmm. uh, near the end. But it, it was just, it was funny as I was listening to it at the very beginning. She's talking about how the end of the world is coming and the aliens are going to destroy us mm-hmm. and the lizard people. And, you know, the first thought in my head was what makes her belief any more incorrect? Than another belief. Exactly. So, and and that's where I started because I'm like, you know, who's to say, really, no matter what your faith is, Mm -hmm. we honestly don't know until the end. Any information you get from another human being is a lateral move on the informational flowchart. Right. And so that's where I started. The more I went in, yeah, Sherry Schreiner was a wackadoo. (laughs) she and and, and and not only just a wackadoo, it got to the point where I was like, I hate this woman. Wow. I just hate this wow. woman. Um so so if any of you out there that are looking for a podcast, I highly recommend the opportunist. Opportunist sounds good. really interesting. Um so I just wanted to give them a shout out. Um and then we uh, Oh, we have. I had another podcast I was going to give a shout out to. I'll do it on the next episode because I've got to go find the name of it again because <laughs> um, I forgot the name. But but anyway, right on. so give the opportunist okay uh, a whirl. Anything you're obsessing about this? I, week? Well, actually, there's one thing I need to address. In an earlier episode, I said, "Peacock, fix your stuff for Fire Stick." This weekend, they fixed their stuff for Fire Stick. <laughs> Maybe they were listening. <laughs> we haven't we haven't released that episode yet. <laughs> Yeah, we have. We have, well, that episode we haven't really said yeah, episode. You're yeah, correct. Yeah, that doesn't mean they weren't listening. You, you, uh, okay, you know okay. how they can listen through. Oh our my devices god! Don't now. make me paranoid. Don't. 
like, oh, now I have I to mean, look behind me. Well, I mean, it's it's out there. Okay. You know, they, there's there's no denying it. When you have a conversation with someone, and mm-hmm. the the ad for that exact thing shows up on Facebook later that day, right? On. You know, it's you know, all the devices are listening. So, okay, right on. Anything else before we get into um, it? Uh, we went to the uh, the water park yesterday. Me, uh-huh. and, uh, me and the. Uh, Chloe and uh, Lorelai and, and Ella, Randy and Ashley's little girl. Cool. And, and that was a lot of fun. Um, if you're in the West Fort Worth area and you want to hit up a small water park, it's called Splash Days and you should check it out. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Awesome. Also fairly inexpensive for, you know, a water park. Sure. Well, glad you got to enjoy that. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And I didn't get burned. So. Well, that's shocking. Much, much. Well, I got a little strip on the back of my neck. That's shocking. Yeah, yeah, we were out there about three or four hours. Wow! Yeah. Did you have sunscreen on at all? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just well. kept, we just kept reapplying. So okay, but I mean, usually with with my pastiness, even if I put on sunscreen, I'm still going to get at least a spot. Yeah, I know I will. So okay, cool. Yeah. Well, then, if if nothing else, I guess if you want to crack into the nerdery side well, of our show, well, awesome. Uh, today I'm going to be covering. Uh, Broken Lizard. Cool. Broken Lizard. Broken Lizard. Yeah, they're an American comedy troupe. Uh, They comprise Jay Chandraskar, Kevin Heffernan, Steve Lemmy, Paul Soder, and Eric Stolansk. They all collaborate on screenwriting, acting, and production of their film. So they don't... One guy doesn't write it, they all write it together. Right. Uh, Generally, it's uh, either Jay Chandraskar or Kevin Heffernan that are directing, but basically they all do the directing. And Jay does a lot of stuff outside of Broken Lizard, too, because I've seen his name attached to several projects. Yeah, a lot of people like Jay Chandraskar because he's he's got a nice, straightforward filming technique that people just like. Uh, They formed at Colgate University in 1989 uh, when uh, somebody asked Jay Chandraskar... uh, uh, it was Ira Liss, uh, a friend, to put together a comedy show just to, you know, for like a charity event or something. And uh, Chandra Scar agreed to assemble the sketch comedy troupe, which included, of course, Kevin Heffernan, Steve Lemmy, Paul Soder, and Eric Stolansk. Uh, they were all members of his uh, Beta Theta Pi fraternity. And they performed a bunch of live stage, s- stage sketches, eh, sorry, uh, under the name Chard Goosebeak. Char, char, I'm sorry, Charred Goosebeak? Charred Goosebeak. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, which actually right. is still alive and running at Colgate University up in New York State. Cool. Yeah, they're, they're still around. Uh, it's not those guys. Right. Um, uh, after they graduated, they went to New York City, and they spent the next few years performing at various clubs under the name Broken Lizard. It was mostly live um, stuff. It was not like a... Uh, not like an improv group mm-hmm. uh, that was actually written, but they basically just did a sketch show. Right. And, you know, people would come and see them. Uh, during this time, um, Kevin Heffernan went to law school and became a practicing lawyer. Wow. Yeah. He actually left He actually left a law practice to do um, Super Troopers. Okay. So, so, so let me— Farva. Let me, let me, Thank you. Yes, That's exactly Farva. what I was going to ask because yeah. I need to get in my mind a visual of who is who. Yes. And Super Troopers is where I need to go. Yes. So Farva is the one who got a law degree. Yes. I know who Jay is. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. Ramathorn. Yeah. Um, who? 
Uh, Steve Lemmy. Uh, Steve Lemmy works a lot with Kevin Heffernan. As a matter of fact, they've got a show on right now. Do you know uh, which one was which? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I think it was Rabbit, the guy with the nice mustache. Uh huh. Rabbit. That is Steve Lemmy. Okay. Uh, uh, and so then the other one, the crazy one, uh, the the that that pulls all the pranks is. Oh no, that's that's Steve Lemmy. Okay, that's not Rabbit. Rabbit is the rookie. Yeah, no, no, yeah, okay. So you, yeah, you've got Rabbit is that's uh uh oh my god, I just had his <laughs> name in front of me. Uh, that's Eric Stolansky. Okay. Uh, the young guy with the curly hair that is uh Paul Soder. Okay. And Steve Lemmy is the other guy. Now, I, gotcha. call, I called you. him Rabbit. It's not Rabbit. I, I, I just watched this I know, I three days ago just to I, bone up on it. Off the top of my head, I can't remember it. Yeah. And, and and I've watched that movie a ton. Yeah. Um, the guy I that mean, gets shot in the in the yeah yeah that is that's Steve Lemmy. That's funny. Yeah. And also, the guy that did called his girlfriend Penelope in Club Dread. It, it, I, I couldn't get in Club Dread. Really? No, I couldn't get into it. That's that's the one. And I also have not watched their fire department show. Mm. Tacoma FD. I watch it all the time. Yeah, I haven't watched. I was that. just watching. I mean, I mean, literally two days ago. Um, Super Troopers, and there's something else I've watched. Beer Fest. Beer Fest. Those are the only two I've watched. Really? Yeah. So you haven't seen Slam and Salmon? Uh-uh. It's about a restaurant, and Michael Clark Duncan is the owner. Okay. Uh, and I think that's the last movie he did. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and he's oh, he's great. He plays an ex-prize fighter who owns a seafood restaurant in Miami. Oh, how funny. He's, he's called the Slam and Salmon. That's why he names his restaurant that. I don't know why I, don't know why I haven't watched more of it, because, I mean, Super Troopers is 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 one of my favorite comics. Oh, I, uh, Tacoma FD uh, is basically, it's Super Troopers, but they're a fire. Right. That's and and all of the guys, it, it, it is Steve Lemmy and Kevin Heffernan who are doing it, mm-hmm. but all of the guys have shown up in it. Right. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know why. It, and and it, may be, it may be because of Club Dread that I just... I just didn't have a good experience with Club Dread. Club Dread, you didn't like it? it? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of in that same vein as Shaun of the Dead or some of that other stuff. It's it's yeah. comedy and horror. Yeah, but that doesn't bother me. Yeah. I love Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um, but just Club Dread just didn't, I don't know, just didn't do it Club Dread with the great uh, Bill Paxton. Super Troopers 2 is supposedly still coming, or it's, it's already out. come out. That's right. Yeah. It's already come out. Yeah, I, mean, I've, I think I've... Haven't yeah. watched it. Oh, do <laughs> you can get on Amazon Prime. It's yeah. like you can buy it for like 12 bucks or rent it for three. What the hell's wrong with me? I, yeah. I, oh, I, God. I, Super I, Troopers 2 is great. Will Sasso plays this Canadian uh, Mountie, and it, at the end, they give a bunch of these outtakes because every other word, he goes, meh. <laughs> With this really thick French accent, and it cracks everybody. I up. love Will Sasso. I really do. I I I loved him going back to Mad TV. Yeah, I, I think Will Sasso is yeah, great. He'll, he'll and he'll start cursing at him in French and, and meh. <laughs> really funny. Oh yes, if I can't believe you haven't seen Super Troopers too. It's hysterical. Will Sasso also plays a um, a Canadian drug dealer in Justified. Oh, that's right. Who gets killed by Wash. Alan Tudyk? Uh-huh. Nice. Wash is the... It, Alan Wash Tudyk, is another the, homeboy. It's He's the, from that's, that's the hitman that uh, that kills Will Sasso in uh, in Justified. Nice. <laughs> I always thought it was funny. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, the next few years after doing the thing in New York, 
really. And I just, I just lost my notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's just, okay, there we go. Right. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm going to go back to the fact that you've got everything on a phone. I do, it's, okay, I like to have it in bullet points so I can look down and, you know, read off my notes and talk to you. I'd say, I have bullet points on this giant ass screen in front yes, of me. Yes, I know, but I would rather have them on my phone. <laughs> I may eventually get a tablet so it's a little bit bigger. It literally drives me nuts watching <laughs> you do this off the phone. I, I don't mean to drive you nuts, but it, honestly. Uh, yes, you do. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. If I wanted to drive you nuts, I would go. So we were working on a project a while back, and he every time he would click a mouse, I would go. Duel the fates. And I made him not like that song anymore. Yes. Which I loved that song at one point. And he no longer does. Sorry. So yeah, they're they're performing at clubs and college campuses, uh, and the memberships. There was actually more of them, but it dwindled down to those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the mid nineties, mid nineties, they wanted to do uh, they wanted to shift away from live material and record something. So um, they wrote and acted in Dante's Level of Hell series uh, on Comedy Central on a little bit called "Is This On." So they did. Did some stuff like that. It's I don't even think you can find it anymore. But it was like they would do like little bits in between shows, and they did some of those. I Dante's think, level of hell. Dante's level of Never hell. Never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, and they also they they filmed a short thirty minute sixteen millimeter project called the Tin Foil Monkey uh, Monkey Agenda. It was uh. In Super Troopers, when they're watching the uh, the Afghanistan, the Afghani... Uh, Johnny Chimpo. Johnny Chimpo. That's actually the tinfoil monkey agenda that they're watching. That's, gotcha. a, that's, a, that's a bit that they did. Uh, then they filmed a movie called Puddle Cruiser. Not many people have seen Puddle Cruiser because uh, they didn't release it for like 10 years. Uh, it was they, they made it in 1996 and they, they were allowed to film it on Colgate University. And they took it around uh, to the film festivals. Uh, and they were showing it at Sundance, and it got some positive reviews, but nobody picked it up. But while they were at Sundance, that's when they came up for the idea of Super Troopers. They were just sitting around, waiting to go to the thing, and someone had the idea. And no one is really sure who it was that came up with the idea. Yeah. Why I don't actually, we do like a highway patrol where they don't have much to do, so they just mess with people? Oh my god, that, would be, that part yeah. is that they 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 came up with it at Sundance. I, yeah. I was aware of that. Yeah. And and so they they got a wide release on Super Troopers. It actually played in a lot of movie theaters, although a lot of, not many people saw it. I know which, they saw it on video. Yes. That's when it became a, a cult hit. Yeah, that that you know, and people would rent it and then watch it. Back did, when you rented videos, did we see it in the theaters? Or did no, we, get we it on saw, video? you know who where we saw it the we first saw it time? at home. No, we saw it. We were moving your kid brother down to Baylor. And, yeah. and he put it on while we were moving his stuff in, and we stopped moving oh, it and right. sat down and watched it. That's right. That's right. I shout out to Kyle. Love you, Kyle. Forget. Yeah, I I completely forgot. I, I I knew you and I saw it together. Yeah, and then and then Super Troopers became a, yeah. a staple with Randy yeah. and I. Randy yeah. and I watched it a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I know. One of his roommates had put it on just to have something on in the background, and we were carrying stuff. And we saw the, the the bit with the kid in the back of the 
<laughs> the back of the are going, these snozberries taste like snozberries. And we stopped moving stuff and sat down. It's like, hey, why don't we take a break? And we, you know, got something to eat. And you got know, that's snozberries, kids. That, that's Christina Hendricks' husband. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I understand they just split up. Oh, did they? Yes. Yes. But yeah, they were together for like 10, 15 years. Quite a long years. time, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, uh, the script basically concerns some rural highway patrolmen, uh, and they're trying to make their job entertaining. They shot that in 2000. Um, it was also invited to Sundance where they had a raucous screening and they got a film distribution deal with Fox Searchlight. Um, and they released it in February of 2002. And again, it didn't do real well in the theaters. It did okay. But I mean, they made their nut on video. Right. That's people loved that movie on video. They would just watch it over and over again. Um, like I have Fox searchlight <laughs> then distributed the group's next feature film, 2004's Club, Club Dread. Dread. Right. Yeah, which, and, and again, it was a parody of a slasher film, and it takes place in a tropical resort, which is basically making fun of Jimmy Buffett, even though Jimmy Buffett loves the movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He showed up at the premiere. Um, he, he took pictures with Bill Paxton, who was playing the Jimmy Buffett character, and oh, it was great. Yeah. I need to give it a whirl, because I... I it, I love Bill Paxton. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I, don't, I really don't remember why I just, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. I mean, in it, in it, honestly, the way that Chandrasgar shot it, it actually looks like an 80s slasher film. I remember that. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, from the, from the, uh, the, the, from the way he shot the, the, on the water and everything else, it just, it really does. And I, I thought it was pretty brilliant, but it is not as funny as Super Troopers. I'll give you that. I think Super Troopers is way funnier. Super Troopers is hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chandrasgar then directed the Dukes of Hazard for Warner Brothers. That's right. That. I, yeah. Yes. And then that's when they gave them a deal to do their, their third feature. So you got Puddle Cruiser, Super Troopers. Actually, this is their fourth because Puddle Cruiser is technically their first full-length mm-hmm. feature film, even though they didn't release it for like 10, 15 years. So Puddle Cruiser... In 96, Super Troopers in 2002, Club Dread in 2004, uh, 2006, they did Beer Fest. And right. Beer Fest is the one that, much like Super Troopers, captured everybody's uh, imagination because it is so funny. It, 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 it's funny. It's still not Super Troopers funny, though. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't think so? No. See, I think, I think Beer Fest is just as funny oh, as no, Super Troopers. I, I do think it's funny, but it is, Super Troopers kind of really stands in a class by itself. Yeah, it is is really really funny. I I oh. uh well, and I thought you know so it, beer fest is about an underground Oktoberfest beer drinking Olympics that happens in Germany every year, right? Uh, and oh my God, it's oh. they 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 basically do um, beer pong and 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 the drunken monkey and, right. and all these basically drinking games. And they spent a year doing it with their friends. And Oh my God, it is so funny. Some of the stuff they get up to, um, riding around on a, on a five man tandem bike. One of them dressed as a bride. One of them dressed as a groom. I, that bit cracks me up every time I see it. And I can't tell you why it does just the, Five of them on this tandem bike. It's, well, and that's ridiculous. How, and that's how I can tell you that I know that I that I didn't find it as funny as Super Troopers. As you're talking, I don't remember any of this, which uh-huh. tells me I've only seen it like once. Okay, you should go back and give it a chance. It's 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 pretty funny. It is really really funny. Um, 
I mean, I like, like I said, I, I I remember finding it funny. Just it, I just I still think Super Troopers, like I said, is yeah heads and above. So, um, so in 2010, they completed their their fifth feature, which was the Slam and Salmon, the one I was talking about with Michael Clark Duncan. A uh, group of waiters who were ter- even aware of who were terrorized. Over- yeah, it was real small. I think it was it was like it had a small limited release and it was on video. Okay. Uh, the busy night by their uh, oh yeah I'm uh, sorry uh, they're about a group of waiters who were terrorized over the course of a busy night by their unstable boss Michael Clark Duncan uh, Heffernan. This was the first one that he directed. Uh, Farva. Um. So, yeah, it, 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 it's this crazy, crazy night in a restaurant. So, I mean, you know, I actually, I think it's better than waiting. Thank and you. Th- so that, that's yeah. so funny because I was just about to ask you that exact question. I think it's funnier than waiting. Compared to waiting. Because yeah. I think waiting is hysterical. Oh. Now, let me qualify that. It's entirely possible that I think waiting is hysterical because yeah. that was a Benegitz. Yeah. And I worked at a Bengitz. Keith and I worked at a Bengitz. Yeah. And that Keith sort of hijinks <laughs> happened all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything that happened in that uh-huh. movie happened in a, yeah. in a restaurant. Uh-huh. Um, not all, not everything that happened in there happened at the Bennigan's I was at, but a lot of it did. Uh-huh. And, uh, and a lot of stuff that was in there I, I saw at, 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 at other places. I uh-huh. So You're not going to call this out, are no, you? No, I'm okay. not. Thank absolutely you. Thank not. You. Absolutely not. For for those of you out there that are wondering, there's a story that he's wondering if I'm going to tell, which I'm absolutely not going to tell. Thank you. If we ever do live shows, maybe I'll yeah, say we, it we, a live Yeah, show. we need to polish, pull uh, that little polished gym out. <laughs> Let it see yeah, the light of that's day. A, that's a story in itself that I'm not putting on broadcast. <laughs> um, but, uh, but but yeah, so 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 waiting is very near. Man, that was the best me. sandwich I've ever had. He's, he's going to tell it anyway. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't want to tell this story. Um, wait, waiting holds uh, is 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 near and dear to me because, like mm-hmm. I said, it's a Bennigan's they were in. It's 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 obviously about a Bennigan's. Um, so so that's what I was going to ask you. That was the long way to get to say to ask you what you've already done. Compare waiting to this. I I think Slam and Salmon is a little bit funnier than waiting. Okay, now. I with a caveat that if you've never worked in a restaurant, I can see how waiting in Slam and Salmon would not be as funny. Oh, if you sure. have worked in a restaurant, you need to see waiting in oh, in Slam and at, Salmon. You well, will laugh well, and more, laugh. More, You'll have to stop it because you're laughing so hard. More specifically, you worked in a chain. Yeah. I, I, if your only restaurant experience was in a single owner fine yeah. dining, yeah, you're not going to find the humor. Yeah, in in you might find a little bit because yeah. there's still stuff behind the scenes. But when you're talking about a chain mm-hmm. that has kids in it that are between 18 and 25, mm-hmm. and then those couple of waitresses or waiters in there that mm-hmm. are in their 40s, even 50s, yeah. you know, because you get those. It's that type of na- of of chain restaurant where you see the stuff that because you have kids in there who just don't give a shit. No, they don't. They they're don't. there to earn some money and go hang out and party. Yes. Or they're going to school and this is what they're doing. Absolutely. We had pay for an apartment. we had parties all the time yeah. after work. There was always something going on at somebody's house yeah. or a bar that we went to, yeah. you know, which was one of the things when I bartended, uh, a primo shift was to have Sunday night 
through Thursday night mm-hmm. from midnight to close. That was primo because yes, it was. all the restaurants that had closed with all their servers were coming into your bar to now drink. And those were people who knew how to tip well. Yes, they did because that's what they lived on. Right. And Sunday was their Friday. Yeah. Um, for a lot of them. Yes. So Sunday th- night was great. Well, there was also an unspoken agreement, too. As a bartender, when you went to those restaurants, you also needed to tip well. Oh, yeah. There was always reciprocation. Yes. I, mean, I mean, so, so you know, you knew a lot of those people because they 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 worked in restaurants around you. They were all in chains. But anyway, so, so yeah. So there was always something going on. There was always drinking that was going on afterwards. Somebody's house, some party going on. Mm-hmm. But and, and so that's what it was. These kids were getting money to pay for school mm-hmm. or they were getting money just to pay for rent and mm-hmm. then drink. And, mm-hmm. and really they didn't give one rotten shit about quality, um, about, I mean, granted they, they did care about providing good service because providing good service gets you better tips. Yes. Theoretically. Yes. Um, but, but, but yeah, when you've got kids like that, that mm-hmm. are, pretty much mostly run of the place because you had a manager who was probably in their 30s, maybe 40s, mm-hmm. occasionally in the yeah. 50s, but that was kind of rare. Yeah. You basically had children yeah. that were running these yes. places. Yes. It was, <laughs> the asylum was taken over by the inmates. Yes. You know, you had your one adult who really had mm-hmm. no control over those children. No. Um, no. They, well, they, and, and they and thought they did, but they didn't. Yeah. And, and nine times out of 10, they were, they were just, they wanted to get in, get their stuff done and go home. Right. Yeah, they didn't want to deal with any of this because, again, they had to deal with children all the well, time. Well, but or, but just like in the movie Waiting, it was very true where the manager kind of wanted to be a part of them. Yeah. Wanted to hang yes. out with them because they were still in mentally a kid themselves. Yeah. Um, that's so, why they still worked at a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so that's why I liked waiting because it, it reminded me uh, of those days. And I saw the very same things in that movie mm-hmm. that happened in real life. Yes. Um, sad, but true. Yes. Uh, I, I will tell our listeners right now, if you go to a chain restaurant and if, if your food is just not beyond fucked up wrong, do not send your food back. Do not send your food back. Can't say that strongly enough. Do not. No. If it's just if it's just mildly something's wrong, suck it up, live with it. Live with it. Because if you if if well, or if you do send it back, don't be an asshole. No. Because if you are, you are not going to like what yeah. happens to your yeah. food. <laughs> they come out. Hey, is everything okay? Yeah, but I, I ordered this sandwich, not this sandwich. Oh, that. Oh, you know what? We'll take care of that. No, no, it's Be fine. Be nice about it. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and eat this anyway. If you offer that, they'll be all right. And then yeah. they switch it out anyway. Usually you're okay. If you, hey, no, no, I like this. I'm going to go ahead and eat this yeah. anyway. Um, the yeah. second tip of advice, don't show up to a restaurant like that 10 minutes before close. No. You're not going to be happy with the no. things that happen to your food. No, no. The people in the back hate you because they've cleaned up. They're mm-hmm. ready to go. They are just watching that clock ready uh-huh. for everything to end. Yes. The waiters have all cleaned up. The servers have cleaned up. The hosts have cleaned up. That people, those people that walk yeah. in the last 10 minutes, well, and, okay. go so, somewhere and open 24 and, and, and hours and a day. I, and I will say this too. This is American restaurants. This does not happen in other places. No. Because, no, absolutely. Because those people are paid a living wage. Oh, yeah. It's very different. Yeah. yeah. Be, because, you, and you that's know, it's, other- it's $2.35 yeah. an hour. $2.35 an hour as a waiter. Right. Because you're as supposed you, to make your you, money on your tips. Which sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I had I had times where I waited tables where... 
I, I didn't make hardly anything that mm-hmm. night. And then yeah. I had nights where I banked. Yeah, where, um, where you made your rent in one night. Sometimes. Uh, you know, when it was rent time, everybody was looking to pick up shifts. Mm-hmm. And it and there was always there was always that person who didn't want to work. I don't, you yeah. know, they, they didn't care. Maybe they had made their rent. And you could walk in and say, hey, I'm looking to pick up a shift. Who wants to go home? Bye. And guarantee somebody will, yeah, somebody will walk. Um, and you'll have it. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but yeah, so 10 minutes before avoid that, yes. be nice to your servers. Just, yes. just, just be nice. They to even them. say it in waiting. Don't mess with people who handle your food. Oh gosh. No, just don't do it. Hell no. It's, it's insane. Right. Um, and I, th- I think that everybody should have to take a spin through the service industry I agree. or the retail world. Yeah. One of the two just to learn how to treat people exactly because that's that's a skill that is very hard to learn the older you get mm-hmm. um you know for me in 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 my position now in the technical support world mm-hmm. i will look for somebody with customer service exactly more than technical because I can teach technical, you can't, I can't teach someone how to be nice. No, you can't teach customer service. They're going to have to. They're ha- going to have to learn that when they're young, when they're they're trying to make. Well, you their can rent. teach customer service, but they have to have a foundation. Yeah, and if they don't have that foundation, you you it's can't teach happen. them. Yeah. So I I think I think everybody should have to take a turn through the service industry yep. or through retail. Yep. To really learn. Yeah, how I would say retail. Yeah, retail's probably either one. A, yeah, either one. Um. So, so yeah, wow, we went way far off the topic. No, 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 it's okay. I kind of figured it. I I did not realize you had not seen Slam and Salmon. Uh -uh. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, you definitely want to give that one. Okay. Give that one a shot. Um, Yeah, there's a couple of scenes with, um, there's a couple of scenes with uh, Jay Chandrasgar where he just, he goes off the deep end and it's just fun to watch. Um, Yeah. Yeah, there's a girl who 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 gets set up. Oh, Colby Smothers is in it too. Oh, really? Yeah, Co- Kobe. I like her. Kobe. 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 Yeah, Kobe Smothers. Uh, she's in it. Uh, she's pretty good in that. Of course, all the guys are in there. Right. Um, Michael Clark Duncan is great. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Gonna, yes. that, that's what I'm going to slam and salmon. Yeah, I'm look up. Okay, circling back, as we do. Yep, as we will. <laughs> in 2012, both Chandrasgar and Heffernan confirmed that a sequel to Super Troopers was in the works. Uh, uh, they confirmed that the script was finished, and they were waiting to see if the studio was going to okay it. In 2015, they launched a crowdfunding campaign to uh, fund f- uh, filming Super Troopers 2. Uh, and I think you and I both contributed to that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, I can't believe you didn't see it. I, I, I crowdfunded and I didn't see yeah. it. I, I, you know, I remember it came out and I remember somebody at work told me it was out and I was like, oh, I got to watch it. And yeah. then life got in the way. Yeah. So fun, uh, fun employment radio episode, May 26, 2016, Jay Chandler Scar confirmed the small test segment of the film had been shot. Uh, Broken Lizard announced via their website that they had finished post-production on the movie. Super Troopers was released April 20th, 2018. Okay. So it's been out a couple of years. It is it is really funny. You should give it a check, give it a give it a walk through. Okay. Uh, now currently, uh, Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy uh, are doing a series called Tacoma FD. Right. 
Uh, it's an American comedy television series, and it premiered March 28th, 2019 on True TV. What they what it was is True TV went to them and said, hey, we want to do a, a series like Super Troopers. And they're like, well, we can't do a Super Trooper series. But, you know, Heffernan and, uh, and Lemmy were like, hey, we could do something kind of similar. What if we do like a fire department? But we need to set it someplace where they don't work a lot. So it's set in Tacoma, Tacoma where, Washington. It, where it rains all the time. So they, they've got a lot of downtime and okay. it's basically, that's what it's about. And they do go and put out fires. There's one episode where they put out fires at a weed dispensary. Oh, oh God. my God. Oh my God. It is so funny. And it's basically, it's an excuse for Lemmy and Heffernan to, to, to just bounce off each other, which is what they do. Well, um, you know, okay. I, I'm going to completely tail off now. Okay. And, as we will, yeah, um, as we do. So, because so a, a conversation I was having with my sister yesterday. So, um, she has an aunt who is terminal. Uh, I'm so sorry. Um, sorry, Shelley. Yes, it, 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 it is. It's it's very sad. But what they what they were doing is they were getting her marijuana gummies right on um and that just kind of got us in the conversation i did not because of course it's not legal here so yeah. I, so i've never looked it up yet and it's not I, something i, I, I think it eventually will we be. will be the last state in the union that gets i it. bet oklahoma is behind us uh oklahoma is legalizing it you're kidding i'm almost po- maybe i'm wrong I'll have to look that up. Yeah. We'll have to look that up because I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll swear I, they are. I, I'm pretty sure that Oklahoma, because, you know, Oklahoma is 100 years behind everybody else. Uh, I, I think we'll be the last. But but anyway, um, I didn't realize how expensive those were. Oh, yeah. Um, a pack of 10 is like between 20 and 30 bucks. Yeah. For a pack of 10. Yeah, but you, uh, from what I understand, you only need one. In really? some cases, you only need a half of one. Yeah, I have no. I, I I, I'm allergic to it, so I can't. I discovered this when I was younger. It mm-hmm. it uh, uh, it affects me in an in a, in an un uncool way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, it's 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 not a thing I do at all. I just it, just be I, it just. I'm sorry. It amazed me. You yeah. talked about a weed dispensary on fire that yeah, just yeah. reminded me of the gummies. And it, oh, I think there's some episodes where they they do some stuff with gummies too. Because again, funny. it's it's. I just could I just couldn't believe how expensive that was. Ten, yeah, ten of them for. 20 to 30 bucks. I was yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, they're, they're I guess not cheap. I, I guess that's me being just, just being naive. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Well, apparently the, and all the stuff that, where it is legalized, um, the stuff is really, really strong because it can be sure. So, and it's, you know, that's yeah. what they do. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I'm, no, no, you're tailed good. off in a yeah, whole no, no, different no, direction. Because that. They, yeah, they kind of go down that. Uh, there's there's one where these these arsonists are setting uh, <laughs> setting fire to adult toy back warehouses. To yeah, to come empty. <laughs> Sorry, circling back as we do. where they're they're setting fire to adult toys uh, warehouses. Oh my god! Oh my god! The jokes that go off about that are just excuse me, bazinga. And 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 there's a contention between the fire department and the local police department. It's pretty funny. You get to see a lot of that. But you say, yeah, you should really check that out. It's 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 Super Troopers funny. It's not as funny as Super Troopers. Right. Um, Is it a weekly series? I think, yeah, I think they're producing it weekly, but I think they only have like, 
I think 15 episodes for the first season and like 15 episodes for the second. Well, that that's, that's pretty typical for seasons of any show. Now, you know, most shows get anywhere from 10 to 15 episodes and then they, they're on hiatus for six months or a year or some of them even longer. Doctor who. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh God. I've been waiting for that for a year. And we got one episode last year and it was the new year's Eve episode. We don't know that it's coming back. Oh no, they're filming it. No, they're filming it right now. Okay. Yeah. I've, fact, saw, I think I've, I've seen articles that said it may not come back. That they're they're just about to wrap now. I think it's Jodie Whittaker's last season. It, it 100% is. Because yeah. I, I had heard that the Christmas episode was her last, was her goodbye. Oh, the the one that they showed? Yeah. In, yeah. I heard that was her goodbye. So I don't know that she's going to be back. No, no. She's filming. They're filming huh. it right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've got oh, better information than I do. The last I, yeah. The last I saw it was just a... About a month or two ago. They're supposed to be releasing teasers. Okay. So we're going to get one more season. I hope they keep doing it because I remember when Doctor Who went away the first time, that broke my heart. Sure. Well, and we're, I mean, we're a Doctor Who family here, so yeah. we, we love it. So, you know, anyway, so maybe I'm wrong about Doctor Who in this, uh, you know, in this episode where we're talking about Broken Lizard. Broken Lizard. Um, <laughs> Circling back. As we do. As we will. Um. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you, you definitely at least give the first couple of episodes. They're only 30 minutes. Uh, right. I would go a couple of episodes in because one of the new the new rookie firefighter is the daughter of the uh, of the local captain uh, played by Kevin Heffernan. And when she comes in, it gets a lot funnier. I think it was funny before because the, the characters they've got are just they're insane. Um <laughs> One of them, Ike Crystal, uh, is a is a is a fanatic about you know uh, building up his muscles and everything, and he's also an exotic dancer on the side. Right. Um, the, the grandma, that's what they call him. Grandma is uh, is the the medic, and he's really funny. Uh, oh my god, it's just really really good stuff. Cannot I cannot stress enough. You, you got to give it a listen because it's. It's hysterical, and okay. the opening is is Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy sitting in a uh, sitting in a fire truck. What was that noise? An alarm, maybe. I don't know. Something. Did we get it? Did we? Yeah, get that? we got it. I don't. I don't. Something in my house just went off, and I don't know what it is. The machines <laughs> are taking over. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not ready. Although, you know, I, I make sure I am nice because you know, <laughs> I don't want the, you know if the machines yeah. decide to take over, I want them to remember I was the nice. You one. You were the nice one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to investigate whatever that noise okay. was. So. You know, take a pause here. No, 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 no. No, actually, I'm, I'm basically that's basically it for Broken Lizard. Other than go out there if you haven't seen it, it's really funny. It's farcical. It's very farcical, so you know if if you're looking for something that's highbrow, eh, this may not be what you're looking for. Uh, but it is really, really funny, and it's it's. I think they elevate farce, and 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 there are people who won't disagree with me, or, or may or may not disagree with me. Uh, I think they elevate farce. It's for stupid humor. It's pretty smartly written. That's what I like best about I, it. I I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't think of anything that Broken Lizard would do that would be considered highbrow. Yeah. You know, yes. I, I, it, it's, that's, you know, t- so I, I like, 
I guess I guess we'll call it lowbrow humor. Right I like that humor. Yeah. I, I like the silliness. Um, you know, and that's where where Chelsea and I differ. She can't watch that kind of stuff. She really? just doesn't like it. Right uh, but me, oh yeah, I, I I love that kind of stuff where it's just silly. Yeah, and it's just out there. It's, uh, it's it, bizarre, and that's why I like Super Troopers. Yes, it's just out there. It's bizarre. It's goofy. Uh, there, there's really it's just nonsense and. I enjoy it. Yes. I enjoy it. Yes. Nonsense is fun. So, yeah. Well, that is about it. So I guess we're ready for murder. Okay. So, you know, as we've talked about before, my side is is the true crime side. So, yes. you know, it, it's murdery, but it's not always going to be murder. Uh, and this is one of those. So this oh, is okay. This, so no murder. There is no murder in this one. <laughs> no murder uh, in the murder. It, it is true crime, and it's kind of a wild ride. Uh, I like wild rides. Hold on, let me get my seatbelt on. Oh, absolutely. Roller coaster time. So I got my information off uh, Film Daily, um, Cracked. Yes, the magazine Cracked. cracked? I love yes. Cracked. Uh, BuzzFeed News, uh, the Mercury News, and Courthouse News Service. So this is the stalking case of Angela Diaz. Okay. Um, so we're going to start off with a Michelle Hadley. Okay. Um, she was she was a young woman. Uh, she'd really only been in one relationship in her entire life prior to 2013. Okay. Uh, she married her high school sweetheart. Uh, she was 22 years old uh, at the time, and they divorced four years later. Oh, of course they did. You know, right? Okay. Just a little, a one little, relationship. Yeah, got married. Yeah, divorced after four years. Okay, a little, uh, little side note, folks. If you marry your high school sweetheart, it's probably going to end badly. Well, I, the the odds are against. Yeah, a high school sweetheart. I know if you if you if you meet your high school sweetheart and you guys go away from each other and come back later, generally that works out. Yeah, it's the 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 odds are against a high yes. school relationship working out. Yes, because um, you're different people. Right. You're still growing. You're still learning who you are. And, you know, I expect that's what this particular case was. Uh, you know, they only they only married four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so late in 2013, which is why we talked about prior to 2013, uh, she met a 35-year-old Deputy U.S. Marshal, Ian Diaz. Okay. Uh, they, they met on a dating site. Okay. Um, Michelle said that he was very attentive. He was sweet and a hard worker who lived with his mom. Okay. Um, and they fell for each other quickly. He lived with he, his mom when he was 35. Mm-hmm. And he was a D. And a deputy U.S. marshal, too. And a deputy U.S. marshal. Yeah. Well, he was probably not home a lot. That's probably right. why. Probably. Yeah, that makes you know, sense. I'm okay. not, not going to judge him. No, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, they did fall for each other very quickly. And Ian told Michelle uh, he loved her on their second date. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, it was a, it was, it was, a, it was a quick romance. It was very, very, very fast. Right on. Um, in the spring of 2014, they moved in together. Okay. Um, but then the relationship kind of went awry. Right on. How was she? Okay. So he was 35. How old was she at the time? So she was in 2014 when they moved in Mm -hmm. 23, 23 and 35. Uh, Still kind of a big age gap, but it is. Okay. I'm I'm with you. Well, so the difference between 
a twenty one a twenty one year old <clears throat> and a thirty year old uh-huh. are huge. Yes, the difference between a thirty year old and a forty one year old not are so not. much, right? Yeah. Because you've become who you're going to be. Yeah, about twenty five in, in your you know in your teens through about twenty five, as yeah. you said, is really when you're becoming who you're going to be. Yeah. Which is why a twenty one year old and a thirty one year old. That 10 difference, mm-hmm. 10 years difference yeah. is massive because oh, yeah. you're exactly right. A 31-year-old and a 41-year-old is not near the same. No, 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 no. Um, because you, you are. You're still trying well, to, you're still, there, you're still becoming who you're going to be. There is some scientific uh, uh, evidence to support that. Basically, your 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 brain does not stop growing and, and maturing until you're 25 years old. Right. It's, it, it's, it's different for everybody, but it's generally between sure. 23 and like 27. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So we're probably looking at that here. She's, she's 23. Um, uh, he's 36, 35, 36 at this point. Yes. Um, Ian became, started to become very controlling. Oh no. Um, he said he wanted her to adopt a sexier look, wanted her to wear, Crop tops, acrylic nails, and get a belly button piercing. Uh-huh. So he's trying to mold her Ma- into yeah. what his image is. Yeah, make her look like he wants her to look. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a bad sign in itself. You, yeah. You, you know, like someone for who they are. Yeah. Um, not you know, try to change them to what you want. Yeah, not try to change them to yourself. He also uh, pressured her into leaving her job, which he was in a marketing position. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wanted her to leave her job and take a $20,000 pay cut to go to work at Disneyland. He just wanted to control her life. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, they, uh, it was said that, uh, that, that it was speculated that he most likely wanted her at Disney because he once worked there and had colleagues there who could watch her. Oh, okay. Um, so, so yeah. Cuckoo. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think this guy's a little, a little bit unhinged. Right. Um, Michelle, though she did what Ian wanted. Um, she, she, she took a $20,000 pay cut. Yeah. She went to go to work at Disneyland. She was wearing the crop tops, uh, doing all the things she wanted because she wanted to make him happy. Yeah. Cause she was afraid if she didn't, he'd leave her. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. I, yeah. I, I absolutely hate that. Yeah. Um, Ian would spy on her computer, uh-huh. on her online activity. Yeah. Uh, he was also tracking her car. Uh, he, he would call her whenever she drove a few miles outside of her zone for work, home, and school. What? Uh, yeah, she was, t- she was taking night classes to obtain an MBA. And and he basically had the zone of here here's here's the triangle the circle of homework school and if she got outside of that range mm-hmm. he'd be calling her hey, where, out, are where are you where you are know, you why are you outside you know who are you with why are you outside yeah. this range what are you doing yeah um, it was it was constant yeah it's constant I'm going to go check out this new restaurant I heard about right yeah but so. You know, let's put a fine point on it. That kind of controlling behavior is an is an abusive relationship. Yes, it it's is. It's an emotionally abusive relationship. Yes, it's the beginnings of an of usually that's how physical abusive relationships start. Can be. And if 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 this podcast has taught me nothing else, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Don't beat your kids if you don't want them to become serial killers. Don't beat your uh, kids. You know, the things yeah. that we learn on here. Love people for who they are, not what you think they should be. Right. Um, and, and, but I, but I bring that up because 
that it's an emotional abuse because this is another situation where you have somebody who is in this abusive relationship mm-hmm. and it's all they know. Yeah. Um, they, they don't know how to get out of it. They mm-hmm. don't know how to change things. Yeah. And I say that because in December of 2014, Ian proposed to Michelle uh, and she said, yes. Uh huh. So even though he's doing all this stuff, he's watching her, he's telling her what, yeah. what to wear. He's telling, Let's he's get finding married. Out where it'll be awesome. Yes. We'll have babies. It'll be wonderful. Yay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Michelle actually said that she didn't just love him. She felt addicted to him. Mm-hmm. And his influence was intensifying. Right on. Um, As it does. Well, for for several months, Ian had been asking Michelle to have sex with other men while he watched. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. She she declined him repeatedly, and uh-huh. she even want, she 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 once even threatened to break up with him. If, yeah. if he continued. Yeah. Um, and he just told her he, she was overreacting and kept asking. Mm-hmm. Finally, on Valentine's Day 2015, she gave in. Okay. And she, she said she was worn down uh, from taking an over-the-counter cold medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she did a few shots of Fireball for courage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian filmed her having sex with another man who mm-hmm. Michelle thought that he found on Craigslist. Creepy in itself yeah. right there. yeah. Um, don't don't go find somebody on Craigslist and bring them into uh, in, into your home. I, I, I'm sorry. I've got you this know. real weird wash. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it, there. There's even uh, there. There's even a murder that I'll probably cover at some point. I've got it listed as the Craigslist killer. Uh-huh. Uh I you know it. It's just uh, Ugh, it blah. kills me. Uh, Michelle did say she immediately uh, felt regret and she begged Ian to destroy the uh, the tape. And he just told Michelle, hey, no one put a gun to your head. Yeah. So this guy's an ass. Yeah. He's a, he's a jerk. Um, yeah. So, but, the, you know, the relationship kept going. And in the summer of 2015, they mortgaged a two-story condo in downtown Anaheim. Okay. Um, and then the relationship became worse. Um, I'll bet. It's, it apparently became more toxic, more paranoid, and physically frightening, according to Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian once pulled over his SUV on the freeway during a fight and told her to get out. In Anaheim? Yeah. That freeway or yeah. those freeways? Yeah. Dude, that's dangerous. Yeah. Um, she didn't. Uh, but, but uh, you know, he, he, he tried. Uh, later, she tried leaving Ian, but he threw her down on the bed and held her as she tried to claw away screaming. Uh-huh. Um, and Michelle said Ian had angry tirades and rants that would go on for okay. hours and hours. And he held her down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's physical abuse. Sure. It's, oh it's my sexual God, he's, assault. And he's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. I would say call the police. But in this case, I don't know if it'll do any good. No. And, you know, and, and we've said that so many, th- so many times in a lot of these episodes. I want to make sure to be very clear here. We're not victim shaming. No, we're not. Um, it's no, we're not. It's hard for us. It's very easy for us to sit here and say, "Call the police." Yeah. But when you're in that relationship, you know that's that's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's several psychological things that go into that. Will anybody believe me? 
I mean, yeah. think about it at this point. Um, she's she's she she's marketing person at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. He's a deputy U.S. marshal. Yeah. Who's who? Who are they going to believe? Yeah. Um, and and that's you know and and, granted, well, and sociopaths seek out positions of power for exactly that reason. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, and so you you, you would hope that they believe her, yeah. but that's the true and simple facts. This is the world we live in. Yeah. They may not. Well, I guarantee you that there's. I, well, I can't say I guarantee you because I don't know, but I'm pretty sure someone in her circle has noticed this trend. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. That could um, corroborate some of her story. But again, this is where it's it's very hard is sometimes people will know what's going on and they don't always think it's their place to say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, other people are afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it's, it's a very hard one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to victim shame or anything else. No, I feel for this young yes, lady. Absolutely. Cause, Cause this is awful. It is. It is. But at the end of the summer, they finally broken up. Okay. So she had had enough. Um, good. Ian took the engagement ring back and he accused her of cheating on him. Of course uh-huh. he did. Well, yeah. Well, um, yeah. He made her cheat on him and filmed it. Right, right. Um, Probably for that reason. Yeah. Uh, Michelle packed up her car with as much as she could fit into it, and she Mm -hmm. drove away. Yep. Um, But Ian remained in the condo, which Michelle was still paying half of the mortgage for. What? Well, they they, both their names are on it. Oh, yeah. Um, So that began a a year-long battle over the condo. Uh, They tried to come to a financial agreement, but these were becoming very, very bitter. Um. When Michelle, excuse me, um, when Michelle had enough, she said she blacked out, but let loose a fuel enraged email to Ian on September 10th, 2015. Okay. And I have the letter here. So quote, you're in your body, but your mind is somewhere else. Your sins are many, including defiling me and my family with your wicked and evil sexual acts, your financial coercion and irresponsibility, your gluttony, your greed, your lust, your sloth, your wrath, and most of all, your pride. I will bring the full force of the law and the word of God against you and judge you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Bring in the seven like deadly she, sins into that. Sounds like she meant that. Um. So, you know, despite all this... Uh, Good for her. Uh, yeah. Just wait. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I got a bad feeling about this. So, uh, e- even though, you know, even through that, uh, Michelle was becoming uh, increasingly fearful of mm-hmm. Ian. Uh, she was convinced he was using his law enforcement ties to track her and intimidate her into giving him the condo. Wow. Uh, she said she would see an, an SUV identical to Ian's without license plates at various locations far from Anaheim. Okay. Um, and she even reported to school security uh, that she, uh, what she saw and that she was afraid of him, and the school barred him from the campus. Right on. So he was following her. Yeah. Uh, finally, at the end of 2015, uh, they hired property lawyers to help them in the dispute. And right on. It, and it was agreed upon that in June of 2016, Ian would fully assume payments for the condo, uh, and if he could not afford it by then, he would sell, and it would all be over. Right on. Okay. Got lawyers, legal, written up, documents, groovy. Right. Let's be done with this now. Yes. Um, Smart. 
Meanwhile, Ian had reported Michelle's annoying emails, including her Bible invoking one, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that he was banned from the school campus to Anaheim police. So he's turned her in now. He's t- okay. Mm-hmm. He turned her in. Okay, I, I get the email, but again, that wasn't threatening. He thought it was because he also applied but, for a restraining order but against her. She had him banned from following her to this campus where he wasn't going. Why would he go to the Anna? Okay, because he's saying he's saying she's the one making threats. He's oh, saying yeah. she's the one. Yeah. Well, you know, abusers always want to play the victim too. Well, he filed for a restraining order against okay. her, which got denied. Uh-huh. But Michelle was now on law enforcement's radar. Right on. Um, maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. Possibly. In January 2016, Ian met Angela Connell online. Okay. And they were married a month later. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe he will leave her alone now. Um, well, Ian and a pregnant Angela, so it was a shotgun wedding, obviously, uh-huh. uh, moved in together into the condo. Okay. So 2016, remember that in June of 2016, he either had to fully assume the payments uh-huh. or sell it. Or well, sell he it. He has now moved his now pregnant new wife into this condo into in this January. Condo in January. So he's got five months. Um, on June 6th, Michelle, that's, that's my baby girl's birthday. Well, Michelle was given a restraining order, uh, that Angela took out on Michelle. What? Uh, Angela told police that Michelle was sending emails from fake accounts where Angela was referred to as Eve and Michelle referred to as Lilith. Remember the Bible verses? Yeah. Um, some of the emails threatened Angela's life or that of her unborn, unborn child. One email warned, I hope you are scared of scared of death tomorrow. Be prepared. Don't sleep. Be watchful of the daughters of God. We will steal your child and we will watch as it dies. Uh, another one suggested Ian did not really love Angela and it said, quote, he is obsessed with me. I am his treasure princess. You are nothing. Watch your back tomorrow. So okay. Angela said she was getting these from Michelle. So it sounds okay. like and Michelle. They, there are emails out there. There are emails. Right. So, I mean, it, it you know, at this point, it sounds like Michelle has flipped. Yeah. Um, on June 13th, um, a Gmail account linked to Michelle's primary uh-huh. email uh, to a person. There, there was an account linked to Michelle's primary to a person named Lilith Hadley, uh, who replied to a Craigslist ad seeking women interested in rape fantasies in Orange County. Lilith wrote, quote, if you are free tonight, come find me, force me into my house and take me down. The reply also gave Ian and Angela's address. <gasps> Other replies gave Angela's dog walking routes and were told to go on with the raping even if she resisted. So Off a of Craigslist? Uh-huh. Huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And it, okay, so it was linked to Angela's account. Mm-hmm. It was linked to Michelle's account. Michelle's account. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I meant Yeah, Michelle. we got to get him. Remember, Angela is the pregnant, pregnant wife. wife. Michelle, Michelle is the is one the, who's been. Uh, yeah. Michelle is yeah. the one who. So, okay, has, so supposedly this account, supposedly this account mm-hmm. is linked to her, but it's also bringing in stuff on Craigslist. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, no, no she no. replied to a Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, all right. I'm with you. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, in a court hearing on June 17th, uh, Michelle walked into the courtroom. So this was, you know, for the, res- for more restraining orders. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and she saw Ian with friends and relatives around him. Uh, Angela walked right up to Michelle and handed her a stack of papers that were printouts of the wildly threatening emails to Angela and all signed with a variation of Michelle's name. Okay. Um, and on June 24th, uh, Angela called 911 to report that a man had tried to rape her in the garage of her condo. Uh, police arrived to find Angela crying with a red neck and a red reddened neck and a ripped shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a few hours later, Michelle was arrested as she returned home from a date. Okay. So while Michelle was in jail, the emails to Angela stopped. Okay. Um, she did only spend one night in jail, um, as, as Michelle's parents posted, uh, 10,000 in bail, uh-huh. uh, to have her released the next morning. Mm-hmm. And then the macabre and abusing emails began again. Um, men were continually invited on Craigslist to the condo. Wow. Yeah. On July 13th. Uh, Angela called 911 again. Uh, she reported a mysterious teen lurking around the condo, and Michelle was arrested the next day while she was at her parents' house doing homework. Uh, the bail for Michelle was set at $1 million, which her parents couldn't afford, of so Michelle not. had to remain in jail. Okay. Uh, the Orange County DA said, we believe we have made a true public safety. We, we believe we have a true public safety issue. And if Michelle Hadley is not arrested, then Angela Diaz will eventually be raped or killed. Um, so while Michelle was in jail facing sex charges, she, of course, you know, as, as it happens in jail, she was branded as the worst kind of inmate. Of course. Uh, she was strip searched, confined to her cell 24, 23 hours a day, mm-hmm. and denied access at various times. Toilet paper, sanitary products, and her contact lenses. Uh, and Michelle would spend, this was how Michelle would spend the next three months in jail. Yes. You have, you have a thought. <clears throat> I can I've see got, it. I, it's been boiling in my head. I don't think she did this. I think he did this. I think he did this to make her look bad, to to to, to punish her. Okay. I'm sorry. Please go. Please no. continue. No, I I appreciate the commentary. Um, <laughs> on September 30th, 2016, uh, Ian spoke with a detective uh, who was assigned to Michelle's case and told the detective that he believed his wife Angela framed Michelle. So Ian is now saying that Angela has done this. Oh, that's what Ian's saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, because he uh, he ain't going to take responsibility for his actions. So Ian told detectives that Angela claims to have suffered a miscarriage in the spring of 2016 Mm -hmm. as a result of Michelle's torture, but that the miscarriage was false. Uh, It was actually an abortion he encouraged Angela to have because he was not sure who had fathered the baby. Oh, and then Angela again claimed she was pregnant, but this was also a lie. Angela, <laughs> I love this. Angela bought sonogram photos on Etsy and doctored a home pregnancy test to fool Ian. Um, and this, uh, the, the, when, when he found this out, he left her. And he, this uh-huh. is when he decided to come forward. Uh, uh-huh. so, so, yeah, so she's faking pregnancies. Okay. So now let's focus on Angela just a little bit. Okay. Because it came out in another relationship, uh, Angela was seeing uh, another law enforcement officer, uh-huh. uh, a Jason Rayburn of okay. the State Highway Patrol. Okay. Uh, Angela moved into Jason's Huntington Beach home shortly after they began dating. 
HB, baby. Um, love Huntington Beach. Uh, she told Jason she was an attorney. Uh, Jason described the relationship as too good to be true in the early days of the of the relationship. And then Jason asked Angela to move in after <laughs> after finding out she had been diagnosed with cervical cancer and her living situation had fallen apart. Okay. Um, Jason rearranged his home so Angela could have her chemotherapy treatments there, which apparently this was this was very difficult because he himself had a son who had very special needs, uh-huh. and he rearranged his whole home for her okay. for the treatments. Um, Angela shaved her head and showed pictures of herself getting chemo and then started drinking heavily. She didn't uh, have cancer, did she? Well, that's what Jason began to suspect, and so he had a friend surveil the house uh, one day when she was supposedly scheduled for chemo, mm-hmm. she never left the house and no one ever came by. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so Jason and his friends uh, started searching Google for chemotherapy and cervical cancer and found the same images on Google that she had been sending Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Michelle had been telling her friend Mary uh, Bukovskis. I don't know. I can't pronounce that one. Yeah. Um, Michelle told her friend Mary that Jason was abusing Michelle. Uh-huh. Uh, Mary felt bad for Michelle because she had no family there, and her boyfriend was, quote, beating the shit out of her, and she'd tell Michelle, you need to leave Jason. Yeah. Um, but Mary became suspicious when Michelle would come over and drink a bottle of wine and show no side effect from chemo treatments. Right on. So they then call, called the hospital, uh, saying they were friends and wanted to come keep Angela company while she got her treatment. Yeah. The hospital had no record of her. Who? What? <laughs> Who? I, 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 no Angela here. <laughs> yeah. So Mary told Jason and they decided to have an intervention, uh, which, uh, which was recorded. And Jason told Michelle in the recording, we know you don't have cancer. To which Michelle replied, yes, I do. Jason said, and we know you're not an attorney. And she said, yes, I am. You want to see my papers? You want to talk to my mom? And then they asked to see Angela's chemotherapy port, but Angela said, nope, and moved out. (laughs) Yep. Oh, no. (laughs) So after Ian came forward, we're going to go back to Michelle. She was. I'm assuming she she was released. She was released a week after Ian came forward. Yeah. Oh, but she still had to spend three months months. in, in jail, and I'm sure she lost her job. Um, well, it, it still took police three months to publicly exonerate Michelle. Okay. Uh, the DA's office instructed Michelle to not speak publicly about her relationship with Ian or the crime. Okay. Uh, and after three months, uh, she was fed up because, number one, she was waiting on them to exonerate her. Yeah. And she was still having to wear an ankle monitor. Yeah. Um, and, and she said, you know, she she was a runner. And she said that she was just getting all kinds of chafing yeah, and yeah. sores from the ankle yeah. monitor. Uh, so she threatened to go to the media and yeah. tell them. Hey, she didn't do nothing. Yeah. Right. And that she still has to wear an ankle monitor and hasn't been publicly exonerated. Right. Because, you know, I guarantee you, she's walking around with an ankle monitor. Ain't nobody going to hire her. And right. I'm pretty sure she lost her job at Disneyland. Yeah. Um, she threatened to go to the media if they, if they didn't, if they didn't, yeah. you know, exonerate Yeah, because her. Barney Fife can't get his crap together. Yeah. Well, she was going to tell them all about the all the law enforcement steps that were skipped over in order to lock her up because there was, there were so many things that they missed in the investigation that could have cleared her. They just went right to, she, you know, she's, she's the bad one. She's the one. Well, she's, she's attacking the thin blue line. 
Um, on January 6, 2017, Angela was arrested. Uh huh. And Michelle was exonerated three days later. Okay. Uh, before Michelle was arrested, she had actually called uh, the, and this was part of the stuff where they where they had really kind of skipped over. Mm-hmm. Um, she had actually called Anaheim police four times to tell them her, she had suspicions that someone was someone was impersonating her online. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In May 2016, Michelle got an email from Google informing her that a Gmail address she had never started had been shut down. Okay. Uh, later from Microsoft, she received automated messages alerting her that her primary email was being used as a recovery contact for a handful of new Outlook addresses. Okay. Um, and just, to, you know, I put a point here that law enforcement can, especially in internet crimes such as this, subpoena companies like Google and Microsoft for IP addresses linked yeah, to accounts. They work, they work with law enforcement all the time. Right. In, in criminal investigations. But this wasn't done. Oh. They, they never did this. Um, on June 21st, Michelle got an email from Craigslist asking her to verify that she'd created a new ad titled Gang Rape Fantasy. She emailed abuse at craigslist.org about the fake ads, but never heard back. Mm. Uh, Michelle also called the FBI and Department of Justice, claiming her ex was trying to scare her into signing over the condo. Mm-hmm. But her calls and messages were not returned, and police failed to thoroughly confer- confirm Michelle was the one sending the threats or orchestrating the rape. Yeah. Um, they also didn't check surveillance cameras at the entrance of the condo's garage uh, because if they had, it would Why? show that they. Yeah. It would show there was no activity at the time where Angela claimed she was attacked. Uh-huh. Um, the IP You would ad- need that just for evidence. One would think. Okay, okay. All right. I- I'm One with you. Think. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, the IP addresses of many of the emails sent to Angela later showed that they had originated from the condo. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Uh, many of the emails that were allegedly sent by Michelle were sent while Michelle had no access to her accounts or devices as they had been seized by police between Michelle's two arrests. Uh-huh. Of course, that was missed. Yeah. Um, and while Michelle was in jail, her parents pulled school records to show she had been in class and medical records to show she had been hospitalized briefly uh, and indisposed during the times where she was suspected of menacing Angela. Still ignored that. So, even. so alibi on top of alibi on top of alibi. And they ignored you need it. To look. And they ignored it. it. What, so they were, they were what? What were they looking at their belly buttons? What, what were they looking at? I know. Uh, Angela pleaded guilty on October 17th, 2017 to 10 felony charges, mm-hmm. including false imprisonment and mm-hmm. perjury. Yep. Um, this is the thing that really sucks. Well, okay. I, so it, it, can you get busted for wire fraud too? I mean, that's a pretty hefty one. I don't know if but that's it has to wire be, fraud. It has to be. Well, I guess wire fraud has to be with uh, with working with banking. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Right. I don't How about you? Sorry. So, for the crimes Michelle was accused of, mm-hmm. wild guess what her what her maximum sentence could have been. Michelle. Michelle. Mm-hmm. Ten years. Life. Life was the maximum she could have received. Angela struck a deal. And was given five years in prison. I, I know that one just that one got under my skin. 
Michelle was going to go away for life, and Angela Angela's going to do five years. She's currently still serving time uh-huh. um, at McFarland Female Community Reentry Facility in Central California. Reentry facility, yes. Uh-huh. But but five years. Whereas Michelle was going to get life. Yeah, I, I just that one that one killed me. Uh, Angela had actually <laughs> what she had been planning to do uh-huh. is sell her story as a lifetime movie, which she had titled "A Darkness Within: The Angela Diaz Story." Uh. Yeah. Um, Michelle, I feel really bad for her. She's still trying to get herself out of debt due to unpaid bills. Well, yeah, uh, that piled up while she was incarcerated. Uh-huh. Um, Ian ended up selling the condo for four hundred ninety nine thousand, which they purchased for four hundred seventy thousand. Uh-huh. Michelle did not see a dime of the sale. Uh, she did sue the Anaheim police for the mishandling of the case. Um, she she wants to see Ian investigated and the detectives from her case fired. Yes. Um, she also uh, wanted her case to uh, to do something about the quote unquote blue wall of silence of yeah, police. That thin blue line. On April 21st, 2021, she accepted a settlement from the city of Anaheim and four of its police officers, but details were not disclosed. Okay. Um, Michelle still does struggle to this day because the story follows her. Well, I'll Uh, bet. Yeah. And she said- Well, they publicly said she's a menace to society. Yeah. And that's, you know- uh, And that's- What genius cleared that? Right. And that's the one thing she she said too is is she hopes that one day she can restore her optimistic view of the world she yeah. once had because right now she just sees everything as as yeah. dark yeah um, dirty cops yeah um, so so you know that that's the story of uh, of of Michelle Hadley and Angela Diaz and it's funny as I read through this um, I kind of wanted to to talk about this a little bit because you're going to remember this. Mm-hmm. There was so much in here which really creeped me out because if you remember, I had someone that I was dating that was not who they said they were. Oh yeah. I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to no, no, I'm no, not no, going to no. disparage remember, anybody yeah. here, but I have but I, I had to tell that. I had to tell this story here because yeah. so much of this. So I'm dating this girl that supposedly worked for uh, a company in the film industry. I'm not mm-hmm. even going to say that. Yeah. Um, I thought it sounded like a really cool job. Yeah. Uh, you know, went out scouting locations, helping get permits and, uh-huh. and things like that. Um, and I, I, I was young. We were all young then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even remember why, but the where I worked at the time, th- I guess there was some talking that the stories that – my girlfriend was saying just weren't making sense. And my boss actually told me, you know what? I want you to go home. And if she's not there at the apartment, I'll apologize for everything I'm saying right now. But I'm going to bet dollars to donuts. She's at your apartment right now. She's not at work. Went home. Sure enough, her car was there. So that started me on a little investigation. The first mm-hmm. thing I did was uh, I called her company, which I was told never to call because they didn't allow personal phone calls because they dealt with so many different businesses and whatnot for the film industry. They didn't allow. Well, at this point, I was like, uh, okay, no. And I called. They not only 
not only was she not working there, but they told me that they were really tired of people calling there looking for her. Um, she also she faked a robbery. Well, I'm getting there. Oh, okay. we, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm getting to this whole thing. She had a book she was writing, which she supposedly had a book deal for. I ended up calling that publisher. They had no clue who she was. And they said, besides all we do is publish law books here. Um, then, uh, Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. She supposedly graduated from local college and was supposedly in her master's degree. I called that local college and they said, no, she has never gone to school here. And if we catch up to her, we're actually going to press charges because she keeps telling people she has a degree from us. So this is fraud or that's what they called it at the time. Um, so the, so there was that. And then yeah, I come home one day and I mean, you know, by this point, we've been robbed. Yeah. I, you know, things are, I, I this is the whole emotional abuse thing that mm-hmm. I was in because I stayed in this relationship, even though I was finding these things out. And I, and I don't know if it was because I just needed to get to the, to the bottom of everything and find out what was going you on. You get to the end of the story. Maybe, but I stayed. Um, I came home and the apartment had been robbed. Um, there was, you know, lots of stuff gone, including my computer and a VCR and some other stuff. The, 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 the strange thing, which didn't hit me at the time, it was almost your entirely. Blades. Huh? That was the thing that, that you really twisted your noodle. They also stole your rollerblades. Yeah. They stole my rollerblades, which was weird. Um, most of the stuff that was gone was my stuff mm-hmm. um, and not hers. And, uh, you know, so uh, we had filed a, a, a report and everything. And then one day she went to work and she was, uh, she was working actually at this time. We, we had already been through the whole thing with, I don't even remember why I believed this shit, but we, we talked about the whole job thing. And she said that, uh, she had actually been fired and she was trying to do a lawsuit against them because they were claiming she didn't work there, but she did. And I, I don't know, I don't know whether I believed it or not. I, I really don't, but you know, I kind of went through this, but anyway, she, 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 she was working as a, as a waitress somewhere and she went to work and she left her purse behind. I don't advocate this. I think this is one of the worst things I've ever done, but I decided to go into her purse something told me to, and I opened it and I found pawn tickets for everything that had been missing from our house. Um, so, you know, that was when I called him and I said, I have to get out of here. There's, I, I think I'm living with an insane person. Um, and he showed up and we packed everything I had. She showed back up, uh, after we were packing and that was a whole scene itself, but I got yeah. out of there. Well, yeah, you went and moved in with, Keith. Uh, Keith for a while. Not, not, not that Keith, but another, Keith. another Keith. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So prior to that, I want to back up just a little bit. Um, in my third year of fantasy football, um, I had had all the money from the league in a box in the bottom of my closet. That's where I was holding it. Well, we were coming towards the end of the season. And that money was gone. And, you know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of money to replace that at that time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm working as a bartender and, um, you know, I, I kind of panicked and I ended up having to borrow some money from somebody in order to pay out the league. And I, uh, I had been telling a friend of mine, John, um, uh, about the things I was seeing about this person. And so he knew 
And then I had to confess to him. I said, I said, John, I'm, I don't have the fantasy football money. It's gone. And, uh, you know, I, I told him that I was going to borrow the money from somebody. I was going to get everybody paid out. But anyway, so I left her and all of her friends that had also become my friends now hated me because she told him that I just, I just up and left. The only one that didn't was John, who I'd been telling this. John Johnson. We talked about him in the fantasy football. Yeah, that that one who we've given a name out now. I didn't want to do that. No, we, but, we did it before. Okay, all yeah, right, we did it all right. We had right. yeah. We 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 talked about him specifically. Yeah. So he and was, how much we love and miss John Johnson. He was on my side, and he tried to tell people, you know, what was going on. Well, none of these people believed him either, because they had all known this woman since grade school or high school at least. Um. So. John stayed on my side, and about a year later, it was either a year or maybe a couple years later, John called me and said he wanted me to come over because everybody wanted to talk to me. So, okay, when I went over, and they they all apologized to me because after I left this woman, um, she apparently really went off the deep end, and a couple of the friends went on vacation, had, her, had my ex-girlfriend watch their house, well, they were on vacation. They came back home. About a month later, the husband is asking his wife, have you seen the credit card statement? And she said, no, I, I haven't. He goes, well, I haven't seen it either. We need to call them and find out what's going on. And when they did, they found out there was over $10,000 racked up in charges mm-hmm. on their credit card. And what this girl had been doing is at the job she was at, every time she got cash, she ran the card and pocketed the cash. So she was charging this credit card every time somebody paid her cash and pocketing it. Um, and then she um, uh, ended up actually uh, buying tickets to Hawaii and to Connecticut and jewelry and, and all kinds of stuff. And I mean, it, it's just, you know, it, it went way, way out there. And oh, it yeah. just, this, that, that's what this story reminded yeah. me of was, was, oh, sorry. oh that was going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you hit the microphone. Um, that this story reminded me of that, yeah. and I just had to tell this story because that's such a haunting one in oh, my yeah. past of someone who completely duped me, and I stayed in it for way longer than I. A couple of have. years, right? Yeah, I was with her for a couple of years, and all that happened. I think you stayed around years. for that dog. I think that's the reason you stuck around. Yeah, you I did, love that I dog. Love, love that dog. So it was her anyway, dog. So I had to share my story yes. with that. Um, but yeah, so that's my story for today. Well, thank you. That was a really nice wild ride and no murder. So, no yay! murder. <laughs> for uh, the first false time. False imprisonment, but no murder. And that made me so mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting so much. I was like, what? She, what? Please, uh-huh. interrupt all you want. I interrupt you. I don't care. <laughs> You know, that's, that's, that's the, that's these whole conversations we have, you know? Yeah. That was the whole, that was, that was the germ of this idea. If, if, if us interrupting each other, um, is, is disturbing anybody by now still listening yeah. in episode 16. Sorry, if it's bothered them, they're still hanging on. They, they secretly like it. Right. So, so I wouldn't concern yourself about that at all. But, uh, so yeah, no, uh, no, good, uh, good, good episode overall. Yep. Um, thank you for the broken lizard oh, sure. uh, stuff. I've got movies I'm going to have to yeah. watch. Oh now yeah. And Definitely slam and salmon. You need to check that bad boy out. Glad I got to give everybody a peek behind the scenes at, uh, yes. at my wacky line. Yes. Yes, man. That was, that was nuts. I remember that being just, just nuts. Oh Yeah. 
Yeah. And, I mean, you see why this story reminded yeah. me. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, that's it for this week. Um, you know, we'll be back uh, next week with episode 17. Yes. Should be an exciting week. Excellent. Um, so with that. I have been Zig with your nerdery. And I'm Jeffrey with your murdery. Cue the music.